heavy weights make me bulky. And this is a straight up lie. This is this is something that I hear so many women, even whenever I are t- am talking to some folks who are looking at maybe joining my program or even that are in my program to start, just nibbing it in the bud real quickly. Women do not have enough testosterone to bulk up the way that men do. Hello, hello, gorgeous friend. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited that you are here. I'm honored that I just get to be in your earbuds and you and I get to have conversations on a weekly basis, right? It's pretty freaking awesome if you ask me. I am also so excited that I get your messages talking about like, hey, this is these are things I'm focusing on. Thank you so much for X, Y, and Z. Hey, do you mind hitting on this topic next? I just love hearing from you guys because we're building this absolutely beautiful community of ambitious and fit women because at the end of the day, we are unique. We are unicorns. We are the ones that are getting stuff done while also prioritizing, evolving into the best versions of ourselves. And I cannot wait for us to continue to take this world by storm. I hope that you've had an awesome kickoff to your October. The end of the year just has that energy of all of us who have maybe procrastinated a little bit, all of a sudden we're like rushing to the end of the year being like, we must get it done. We are going to end the year strong. And then others who have been kicking butt the whole time, they're like, you know what? I'm going to have a steady finish and I'm going to feel super good about it at the end. And I feel like I'm personally a mix of the two. Um, We've had a ton of amazing things happen this year, but I'm definitely a fourth quarter girl. Like I am all about anything I've been procrastinating when I feel like I do really well under pressure. Um, I feel like a lot of driven women are kind of like that in a way. So I'm excited to see what the end of the year brings, especially after the most recent mastermind event that I went to being surrounded by the most beautiful, incredible women and my own coach. There's just something about igniting that fire in our souls to get ourselves to the finish line. So it's almost like the last stretch, the last leg. We've got this girl. Um, One of the things that I really did want to talk about though, is there have been a lot of just kind of shit all over the internet, to be honest. Like a lot of people just talking about why people should do X, Y, and Z in the fitness world, why you should eat this, not that, why you should fast, why you should not, why you should do X or Y. And there's so many different fitness myths also um, in general. And I really, these myths are just lies at the end of the day. And so I really want to go ahead and just debunk quite a few with you today. So we had actually had this as one of our group call topics a couple weeks ago, and the girls got super fired up. They're like, yes, all of these. And here are other ones I'm hearing about. So we're going to deep dive into some of those and even add a little color to it just because, I mean, we need to go ahead and debunk these things. I'm so sick and tired of seeing this across the internet because sometimes people don't even know what to believe or what not to believe. So we're here to set the record straight. So Let's go ahead and dive on in to debunking some fitness myths because they are straight up lies. Let's do it. All right. So fitness myth number one, sticking to cardio only for weight loss. Girl, you know what I'm going to say about this. This one personally drives me insane. We grew up, especially a lot of us that grew up in the 2000s, we grew up in this cardio bunny world, or essentially every single person, they would just walk into a gym, they were intimidated, they would go to a cardio machine and they would just stick with that. And then they would straight up leave after 45 to 60 minutes of cardio, right? But here's the thing is that it's amazing to include cardio in your overall regimen, 
In fact, it's definitely encouraged to get anywhere between 15 to 30 minutes of cardio for your exercises. Because at the end of the day, like you need cardio health, like you need to be taking care of your lungs, your heart, your endurance, your stamina, you need to be taking care of those certain areas, um, parts of your journey. But I mean, it's good to include it, but that's not actually going to transform your body the way that you want it to. If your goal is to get lean, strong, toned, beautiful, super healthy, The thing is, is that we have to remember, Dr. Gabrielle Lyons says this best, the more muscle that you have, the more calories that you burn and the longer you'll be able to move and to be mobile whenever you're older and all those things. So the key thing in terms of our weight loss or fat loss really is to gain gorgeous lean muscle tone and maintain it. Cardio does not help you do that. Cardio essentially is more of a a fat burner, more of a blaster while also helping you from your cardiovascular health. But what we really need to be focusing on is strength training. Strength training is your absolute BFF. It transforms your body so fast. I would even encourage you to take a couple of weeks. So maybe even try two weeks where you just do cardio, or maybe that's something that you've already been doing. Just again, you've been a little intimidated with strength training. You don't know what to lift, how much to lift, how to do it. Um, Definitely pop over to my Instagram or even look up YouTube or other Instagrams just to see some easy workouts for you to be able to implement to know exactly what you need to do and the form to do it. But I would even take two weeks to just do cardio and see how you feel and how your body responds versus taking a backseat on cardio, maybe only doing five to 15 minutes and then just focusing on strength training and how you feel after that. The cool part is, is that during cardio, you see a ton of calorie burn in the moment as you're actually doing the exercise. But then whenever it comes to strength training, when you do your strength training, what's really cool is that you even are burning calories even after you're done with your workout session. When you're done, when you've left the gym, when you've gone home and you've, you know, eaten your meal and you're, you know, going to work or you are resting for the rest of the day, you are still burning calories, right? So myth number one that we absolutely need to debunk right away, and this is a straight up lie, is that sticking to cardio only for weight loss is best. It is absolutely not. You need to have a combination of the two, but strength training is absolutely your BFF. Myth number two that we definitely have to talk about, um, and this is one that still comes up to this day, is heavy weights make me bulky. And this is a straight up lie. This is this is something that I hear so many women, even whenever I are t- am talking to some folks who are looking at maybe joining my program or even that are in my program to start, they're like, hey, like I, I don't want to lift too heavy because, you know, I don't want to look bulky. A couple of things I have to say about that. Number one, just nibbing it in the bud real quickly. Women do not have enough testosterone to bulk up the way that men do. Okay. So like you are not, you literally don't have as much of a hormone, as much of testosterone in your body as a male does. And men are lifting way heavier than you are. Okay. So you are not going to bulk up. What's actually even more amazing is most of the time, the heavier that you lift, the more calories you're burning around the muscle that you're strengthening the muscle, you're breaking it down, you're building it back up, you're giving sufficient protein to it. You are then leaner and sculpt, more sculpted and tinier than you would have even thought, right? Now, if you all of a sudden think to your mind, think to yourself, well, I've seen some women out there and they are bulky and, you know, they are, um, for example, like 
you know, no offense to anybody that does this, but maybe a physique competitor for a female, you know, most of the time, those individuals that you see that are bulky, that have a lot of muscle, or maybe they have muscle, but then there's fat over it. So two quick things on that. Number one is if you are seeing a woman that is bulky, more than likely she's supplementing to get that result, right? So she she's either taking testosterone or, you know, based off of her goal, she's using different supplementation in order to be able to meet that goal. That's not something that is on your priority list. Therefore, you don't have to worry about that. Another thing is that sometimes you see a bulky gal who, and that's simply because they are doing CrossFit. And, you know, for CrossFit, this is one that's actually really um, something we need to think about. Even whenever I first started, you know, doing CrossFit, I loved it. It's amazing. But what I did, this is just me personally and the gym that I was going to back in Lubbock, Texas, um, whenever I was back in college, a lot of folks would do their workout, but then their nutrition wasn't matching what their workout was. So therefore, they not only have this muscle tone, they're also adding layers of fat on top of it, which makes them look more bulky because they haven't leaned out and matched their nutrition to the strength training that they're doing too. So all to say really quick, nipping it all in the bud, lifting heavy does not make you bulky. It makes you lean, beautiful, toned, strong. So uh, something I would definitely highly in, you know, encourage you to do this next week is go ahead and try doing something called drop sets. We've talked about this a little bit on the podcast recently, but maybe add an extra little layer of intensity to your workouts just to see how you can push yourself to do more, right? So the power of one more, like Ed Milet says, right? So the very first, like very first set that you do, if you are normally picking up, you know, tens for your arm workouts, pick up the 12.5s or pick up the 15s. Give that exercise a shot and see how strong that you are. It's only going to get easier over time. But all of a sudden, if you realize that like, oh yeah, I can do that. You're going to see a lot more results by consistently doing the 12s and the 15s versus doing the 10s all the time. Now, if you want to do a drop set though, where you just challenge yourself for the first set and then the next two sets, you take a, a little chill pull for a moment and then you decide, okay, I'm just going to go back to the 10s for my second and third sets boom, no harm, no foul. But lifting heavier is the name of the game. You can look up anywhere on the internet. You can look up, you can go and search some of the most incredible, beautiful physiques out there. They lift medium to heavy weight. They don't just stick to the light five pounds and just hope that everything works out. And they're like, oh, this program sucks. No, you're not. (laughs) You don't have enough intensity and you're not actually lifting heavy. Okay. So I definitely want to hit that one right off the bat there. This leads me perfectly into myth number three. Well, we worked out, so now we can eat unhealthy. If my last point didn't make it clear, you cannot outwork a bad diet. This shit drives me insane. So I think this is more even popular in the 2010s and just the early 2020s. But I got to be honest with you. So many people think that, oh, I get to, you know, I'm going to go do a marathon and then I'm going to, you know, eat so terribly, right? Or, you know, I'm even going to go do a really hard workout. Maybe you do you know, an hour or hour and a half workout. And you're like, yeah, I did that. So now I get to go and eat, you know, a million pancakes and all the candy and all these things. Like you can't, you literally are being counterproductive for your results. Like what? You can't work off a bad diet. You need to be nourishing your body with high quality foods versus undoing all of the work that you just put in. Like what? I cannot with this one. Here's the thing is that, you know, 
I again grew up in like the beginning of my fitness journey, like I was surrounded by folks that implemented this where they would just go lift heavy for the heck of it, more like a hobby, and then would just go and eat whatever they wanted. But it's also because they didn't have the nutrition knowledge to know that we should be eating great amount of protein after we work out. We want to refeed those muscles. We want to give them the support that they need to give that lean, beautiful sculpted muscle tone. We don't need to be over. We need to, of course, have carbs and fats and all those good things, but we should be leaning towards the high quality whole foods with, you know, the potatoes, the rice, the oatmeal. You know, we should be leaning towards veggies, good fruits, different things like that, more wholesome foods versus the simple sugar carbs and just a ton of processed shit, honestly. So, just because you went and worked out doesn't mean you quote unquote earned it to go and stuff your face. Now, the one exception to that is if you happen to do a turkey trot and it's Thanksgiving and this is a 20% day to you, remember that 80-20 food sustainability rule, perfectly fine if that's the way that you want to spend it. Me personally, I would find other ways to do it (laughs) for real, right? So just something for us to keep in mind is that just because you worked out does not mean you can eat unhealthy. If you want to do that, that's fine. But again, you can't all of a sudden revert back and say, well, this program isn't working for me or, you know, meh, I'm working out hard. What's happening? Like you can't complain whenever you're not, you're the one that's only half-assing it. You're only putting in half of the work, right? And nutrition, that's where you see the six-pack abs. That's where you you know, thrive in terms of your overall health and the happiness of your hormones and your body and like all and your functions in general. So like that's an even bigger piece of the puzzle, to be honest. Maybe that's like a 70% of the of the deal versus, you know, 30% working out. Okay. Number four. Ooh, we getting spicy here. Myth number four that I want to literally kick its personal butt is if the number on the scale isn't going down, I'm not losing weight. Mm. Mm. I'm telling you right now, you already knew this was coming. Muscle weighs more than fat. Muscle weighs more than fat. If you don't see the scale moving as fast as you want it to, I'm sorry, the scale is only telling 20% of the freaking story. The other 80% is in how you look and how you feel. That's what you should be focusing on. That's the purpose of progress photos. That's the focus on how you are feeling in your skin and your clothes in the mirror. The scale doesn't tell you enough of the story right? So like, for example, if it's the week before your period, you're probably, or even just the beginning of your period, you're probably going to be, you know, a little heavier with water weight, right? So that can fluctuate two to four pounds. All of a sudden you freak out, you binge eat, and then you get emotional. And then all of a sudden it's like a whole roller coaster. And then the scale ruined your day because it was an asshole to you. When really at the end of the day, like it was just, you were either, you missed sleep. It was your hormones, like something else was happening, right? The scale doesn't tell you the truth all the time. It's a good indicator as part of the process. But again, it doesn't tell you, did you lose muscle? Did you lose fat? Right? It's good that you are, you know, focusing on your journey, right? But I mean, at the end of the day, we really need to be focusing on how we look and how we feel. That's the purpose of having a progress photo album in your phone, anything like that. Just to give you a visual, five pounds of muscle is the size of your palm. Five pounds of muscle is the size of your palm, yet five pounds of fat is the size of your fingertip to your elbow. We're talking, it's 
three to four times the size of the muscle. And the muscle is more dense. It's it's heavier versus fat is more squishy and gooey and you could like wiggle it a little bit. It's lighter, right? I know I just gave you that like visual, so I'm sorry in advance, but like we have to understand that the scale is not the best indicator. It only tells 20% of the story, okay? So if it means that during your progress, during your you know journey that you need to maybe forget about it for a while, if you need to just forget about the scale and you need to get rid of it, you need to put it away, you need to send it over to your sister's house, you need to just throw it away and never look at it ever again, fine, do it because that's not the best indicator for you. Okay, so we need to find other ways to do this. Oof, ah, this is my favorite one. Could not help myself. All right, number five in terms of our myths is gonna be carbs are the enemy. Girl, you know, the 60s through the 2000s literally taught us that everything is better low fat and low carb. Okay, let's go ahead and just nip this shit in the bud right now. Carbs, your body needs carbs in order to have energy in general. Your body needs carbs in order to function. We're talking even veggies have carbs in it, okay? So technically, there's no low carb or no carbs sort of situation, okay? So carbohydrates, they provide the body with glucose, which is converted to energy, which is used to support your bodily functions and your overall physical activity. So carbs are not the enemy. Carbs are needed. They are needed so, so much. Now, it just depends. If you are maybe not as mobile throughout the day, or maybe you don't work out on a day-to-day basis, or at least you know four to five times a week, then maybe your carb intake is just a little bit lower. But what we more so need to understand is that we always need carbs in our lives just in general. So we shouldn't just be sticking to only veggies or only X, Y, and Z or any of that low fat shit that people are talking about. Like, no, we don't need that either. What we do need to focus on is that there's two different parts or two different types of carbohydrates. You have your complex carbohydrates and your simple carbs. So simple carbs are more of the, you know, white breads, you know, the candy, the simple sugars, the you know, a lot of the things that are more so in processed foods, right? So anything that has like more of a, a, essentially it's not being used in the most effective way possible energy-wise, tend to have, you know, high sugar, your blood sugar gets a little bit off because it's such a high and then there's a crash, all different things, right? So what we're trying to do though is from a carbohydrate standpoint, you want to lean more towards complex carbohydrates. So we're talking potatoes that could be white, red, sweet potatoes, um, just potatoes in general. There's a lot of superpowers that come with sweet potatoes. uh, Well, potatoes in general. I say sweet potatoes because you know I'm a big fan. I'm so obsessed but potatoes in general. We then have rice. It could be white. It could be brown. It could be hasmati. It could be sushi rice. Who gives a shit? Like at the end of the day, it's rice, right? So then we also have oatmeal. So oatmeal is a really good one too. We have all different types of really good carbohydrates that are out there that can help support us in our goals, feed our bodies in the right way, nourish it to give us sustainable energy throughout the day, whether it's before our workouts, after our workouts, whatever works best for you right? And it's also okay to have carbs throughout the day. It's all right. Like you don't have to organize it to where it's only in the morning or only at lunch or only at dinner. Having a sustainable amount of energy throughout the day is wonderful. 
So you can uh, you can separate it out a little bit if you want to. You can highlight it around the times where you have more activity. So if you're more of an afternoon workout person, more than likely your carbohydrates are going to be more so later on in the day, just surrounding more of when you can convert that food into energy for your workouts, for the movement to help support you during that. But at the end of the day, let's just go ahead and just squash this myth hands down. Carbs are not the enemy. You absolutely need them in order to survive. Also, you have to understand that even vegetables have carbs in it. Fruit has carbs in it. Almost everything has carbs in it, except for, of course, meats and higher fat content items. Okay. So like, you know, your cheeses and stuff like that tend to have very, very low carb, if not any at all. Okay. So, but the main takeaway is carbs are not the enemy. Carbs are your friend. Now, the more that you're working out, the more that you're even like trying to transform your body, the more that you are trying to do a lot of those things, um, maybe some recomposition or you're trying to gain muscle, more than likely your carbon intake is going to be higher. But finding a really good balance in terms of your carbohydrates is really good throughout the day. So for example, if you have no idea how many carbs you should be intaking a day, maybe aim anywhere between 100 grams to 125, 130 grams of carbs per day. Now, that's not specific to you as an individual, but it's a good target to determine, okay, I definitely need to have some carbs, like your brain uses carbs, right? If you don't have enough carbs, you are depleted of energy and you have brain fog. If you are experiencing brain fog on a consistent basis, I would check your carb intake, the good kind, by the way, not necessarily the good kind, but the more complex carbs to help give you the energy that you need in order to eliminate that brain fog, right? So that's just one that I absolutely had to hit on. Number six, so our final myth that I want to debunk with us today is the terms no pain, no gain. I cannot stand this myth. And it's simply because everybody always talk about talks about, oh, you know, sweat is fat crying. And oh my gosh, if you're if you're not like super sore, then you didn't work hard enough or, you know, no pain, no gain. Like if you're not crawling out of the gym, you didn't do enough. Like, I'm so sorry. Rewind. Listen, I, it's great to feel uncomfortable in the gym. Like you're stretching yourself in a new way. You are evolving. You are pushing yourself to new limits. You're outside of your comfort zone. But if you are feeling extra fatigued or anything is quote unquote actually hurting, or there's a weirdness, there's a popping, there's a a pain in your lower back or in a certain area of your body, then we need to stop what we're doing. Pain is your body's way of communicating with you that something is not right or that it needs more rest. Maybe you've had a a lot the past couple weeks, your body's more tired. Therefore, you're feeling it's a little more painful to work out or maybe you're extra fatigued or your body is just like, "Uh, not today. We need to be listening to our body because it is literally trying to give you the signs of what it needs. Same thing if you're feeling sick. No pain, no gain is a literal thing that we need to squash because we, even if we're sick, I understand, but you're lowering your immune system. We are in the season where where people are getting sick and we have allergies and we have all these things, but give yourself the recovery and the rest that it needs. That way you can come back optimally for the next time. You don't want to all of a sudden knock yourself out for the long term just because you're like, oh, you know, pain is great. Beauty is pain. Like fitness is pain. Like get out. No, your body is communicating with you. So this myth absolutely needs to die. A very, very 
dark death, okay? So not to be morbid, I'm just simply highlighting these myths have driven me insane. And so I absolutely wanted to highlight them with you today, especially as we are going into the last 10 to 11 weeks of the year. We're going to be kicking some serious butt in our goals. We have so many amazing things coming on the horizon for Ambitious and Fit, my company, my amazing clients. We have so much going on in the next few months that I can't wait to share with you. We have some freebies that we're going to be sending out too, some resources. I want to help you in any single way that I can. So if you found this podcast episode helpful, take a screenshot of you listening to this episode, post it on your Instagram story and tag me at Michelle underscore Stallings fit. So I can personally say thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And then I'm happy to send over maybe my toolkit for you or any or answer any questions you have, anything I can do to help you feel free to send me a message and I'm happy to do so. I love you, girl. I hope this was so helpful. Quick recap. So the first myth is to sticking to cardio only for weight loss. Myth, we're talking false. Myth number two was heavy weights will make you bulky. Eh, Wrong. Myth number three, that you worked out so you can eat healthy. Mm, Heck no, girl. Nope, you can't work off a bad diet. Number four, myth number four is that if the scale isn't going down, you're not losing weight. Get out of town. Muscle weighs more than fat, honey. Number five in terms of the myth is that carbs are the enemy, which is so untrue. You need carbs in order to literally have your body your body function properly and get sustainable energy as an ambitious woman, especially. And then the myth number six is no pain, no gain. Absolute crap. Your body is literally talking to you, telling you what it needs. You need to listen to it. Love you, girl. I cannot wait to catch you in the next episode. Always here for you. And I can't wait to watch you soar and hit your goals this year. Love you. Catch you in the next episode.